What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in overcast yet lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is hump day! It's July the 19th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 899. That's right, 899 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something, man. We have got a jam-packed full show for you today. It is going to be awesome. Join me live here in a few minutes in my plush, well-lit office studio here on Whitehall Drive. Will be our regular Wednesday guest. He's the car guy with a bow tie. He's our golf expert. He's just an all-around good guy, man. He's uh, my personal haberdasher. Haberdashy, haberdasher. I guess I'm the haberdashy. He's a anyway. It's Michael Martin. He'll be joining me, uh, like I said, live here, about 15 minutes or so into this first hour. The British Open is this weekend at the Royal Liverpool Golf Club in England. He's going to help us get ready for that event. Very excited about that. Uh, what the uh, is it? The last major, or is there another major after this? We've already uh, the U.S. Open's coming up, I guess. So, anyway, no, we've already had the U.S. Open. Listen, you know what? That's why we'll have Michael Martin on here. He'll help us straighten all that out. And speaking of the British Open, or the Open, as you golf nerds call it, I'm sorry, you golf fans call it. <laughs> Michael has gotten us another guest during his appearance uh, today. Uh, it's, it'll be a, a gentleman making his fourth appearance here on the show. John Marshall of white and Allen. He'll be joining us on the Spence automotive guest line. John, who, uh, last time he was with us was back in December, 2020. So it's been almost three years since he's been on the show with us. Uh, he will uh, give us some insights on, uh, he actually has played the Royal Liverpool golf club, big golfer, as you remember when we had him on before. And uh, he's going to give us some insights on the course. So uh, that's our first hour. Pretty excited about that. And that's, <laughs> listen, joining us live in our second hour, live here in our plush well-lit studio, will be a, tri- a trio of folks who are putting on a concert in October to honor the memory of a Kenston legend. Listen, local beloved businessman Brad Elmore passed away, I guess just now a little more than uh, three months ago. Uh, I remember we mentioned it when he passed away here on the show. Uh, Got to admit, didn't know him that well, knew of him and uh, all his business interests in Kenston, uh, between uh, Sugar Hill Pizza, between uh, the best place to get a hot dog in uh, Kenston at the captain's corner and everything else. Uh Three, three folks who uh, love him and are uh, going to be holding a concert to honor him. Jackie Elmore, Allie Warnock, and Chris Moore. They're going to be joining me here live to talk about Brad and about an, uh, an exciting day of concerts they're planning. It's called Brad Fest. It's going to take place on Saturday, October the 21st. 
from 3 to 9 p.m. at Pearson Park in downtown Kinston. Listen, how about this for the bands that are going to be part of it? The first one listed the Something Else Band with our boy Mickey Weatherington. Very excited about that. Don't think we're not going to have him on a couple of times to uh, get you ready for that. But uh, the Something Else Band is going to be there. The Wicked Shimmies. The Dew Drops, 8-track, and the headliner, who is uh, listed as one of Brad's favorites, is uh, the Mac and Juice Quartet. Then there's going to be an after-party at Stanley's Saloon with the Mad Fiddler. Uh, and listen, very proud. The Brian Hanks Show is going to be a platinum sponsor of uh, Bradfest. So we're very excited, like I said, to be a, a part of this and uh, to help honor the memory of a great guy. But like I said, in our second hour, very excited. Jackie Elmore, Allie Warnock, and Chris Moore are going to be joining me right here live. We're going to, I'm going to have them share some of their favorite Brad memories. Uh, we're going to talk about some of these bands and, uh, again, uh, proud to be a sponsor of it. And we'll have them on several times now between, uh, a few times between now and October 21st. So go ahead right now. This is July 19th. We're three months away, a little over three months away. Put it on your calendar now. No excuses. Don't, you know, I don't want to hear, well, I had this plan or I had that plan. No, 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 no. Put it aside right now, October 21st from 3 to 9 p.m. And again, I'm very excited about this uh, with us uh, being a sponsor, but with Mickey Weatherington. And uh, I've already been messaging with him this morning, uh, Mickey. So we're going to have to get him on here a few times, too, to talk about this because I can't wait to see him in person again. We got to see him uh what at roxy's uh, a few weeks ago had a great time so keith spence go ahead and lock away saturday october 21st we're gonna be hanging out and listening to some great bands downtown at bradfest i i think they're gonna have food trucks i think they're gonna have uh just a whole bunch of stuff so i can't wait uh and i want to thank Allie warnock for uh uh we've been communicating back and forth like i said uh just very excited about this so how about that michael martin john marshall here in our first hour and then in our second hour, uh, Jackie Elmore, Allie Warnock, and Chris Moore to talk about uh, Bradfest. So there you go. Uh, listen, uh, that, 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 hey, a reminder, high school football is exact, or is well, was yesterday a month away. It is less than a month away now. It's four weeks from Friday. The first, we're 30 days away from the first day of high school football. Uh, and as, uh, as you know, as we've done for what the past five seasons, I got to hang out with, uh, the legend, uh, hall of fame coach, Jimmy Smith yesterday, and, uh, he is back on board. It's myself, hall of fame coach, Jimmy Smith, Paul Whittington, when he's not on baby duty, <laughs> he'll be joining us uh, on the sideline, but we're going to be bringing you games right here on 960, the bull and 960, the bull.com. And as I did yesterday, I just want to remind you of those, that first week of games, Every Lenore County team is on the road that first week. Uh, Kinston is at South Central over in Winterville. North Lenore is at Green Central. South Lenore is at North Johnston. Parrot Academy is at Harold's Christian. Aiden Grifton is at Wilson Prep. Uh, so everybody, not just Lenore County, but uh, Aiden Grifton even on the road too. Uh, now Bethel doesn't have their schedule up yet, so uh, I don't know if they're going to be at home. And that might be uh, what we end up needing to do is uh, have uh, have them on the uh, have them on the road with us too, uh, or us go on the road with Aiden Griffin. But we'll see about that. So uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, I tell you what, let's uh, let's play a couple of ads here, and uh, we will uh, be right back with you. 
I got to tell you, I've had my life insurance with Woman Life for more than 10 years, and I absolutely could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one right here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. It's right beside Highland Furniture across from Cell Auto Mall. For more than 60 years, Davis Wholesale Tire has been going the extra mile for you. Thank you to Davis Wholesale Tire for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. Friday Night Football here on The Bull and our weekly basketball broadcast right here on 960TheBull and 960TheBull.com. Stop by and see the experts at Davis Wholesale Tire on Highway 70 in Kinston for your next set of new or used tires. Preparation, persistence, sense of purpose. Qualities that lead to victories on the field of play and qualities that create winners in the classrooms of Lenore County Public Schools. We pursue excellence. In 14 different varsity sports and scores of academic and technical programs, we rise to the test. We are Team LCPS. John Dawson, let me tell you about Downey's Protection Systems. Preach it, brother. There you go. Downey's Protection Systems of Kinston. They've been servicing eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. I got to tell you, John, I judge a house or a home here in Kinston or Lenore County if I don't see that little depth sign in the front yard of their house. You break in. <laughs> that's, that's it exactly. Listen, Depths specializes in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. For more information for a consultation, please visit depthsnet.com. That's D-E-P-S-Net.com. And this is the truth. You tell them, John Dawson. That's right. Before I even turned on the power at my house, what was the first call I made? Depths. That's it. I call Downey's Protection System. So if you want your house protected as well as mine is protected, call Tom Vermillion and the folks over at Down East Protection Systems. And uh, having a little bit of technical difficulties if you're listening to us live, thank you for uh, for joining us here on the show. Uh, just trying to get everything uh, worked out here. U.S. Cellular, just like at the end of yesterday's show, uh, not a friend of the Brian Hanks show right now, but uh, but we'll work our way through it, that's for sure. Hey, uh, listen, want to thank our title sponsor. We just told you about a lot of our sponsors there, but let me tell you about our uh, title sponsors, our good friends over at Lenore Community College. Could not, absolutely could not do this show without them. We appreciate them so much. Uh, for 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, really, truly do appreciate them. Uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, Catherine Pearson, who I was messaging with last night. Uh, just uh, appreciate every single one of them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I appreciate LCC for being the title sponsor. Uh, da, 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 da.
for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We really do truly appreciate them. Like we said, I told you everybody that's coming on the show today, Michael Martin, uh, Wow, having some difficulties here, guys. Sorry. Uh, Michael Martin, John Marshall here in our first hour. Uh, Allie Warnock, uh, Jackie Elmore, and uh, Chris Moore in our second hour. How about tomorrow's show? It's our 900th edition of the show. We'll have Shane Albee and Paul Whittington on in our first hour. We'll have uh, Brian North uh, joining us in our uh, second hour. And if, you, uh, if you're a longtime fan of the show, you understand why we have North on. Uh, he's been on, uh, what, our one-year and He was on our very first show that we ever did back on December 2nd, 2019. He was on our one-year anniversary show, our two-year anniversary show, our three-year anniversary show, uh, our, our very first two-hour show that we did, uh, what, last year back in 2022. And, uh, and then tomorrow he'll be on our 900th show. And, again, like I said yesterday, just love North so much, man. And the fact that he is on vacation, he actually left for a vacation, uh, what, uh, Monday, I guess, uh, up in upstate New York. He's going to be joining us live from upstate New York tomorrow on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line. So 900 shows tomorrow. And then just, I, I promise, I guess I'm humble bragging a little, but not trying to, uh, we, uh, we will be gone, uh, beginning, uh, Friday on Friday, and we'll be gone all the way through uh, August 4th. We will be back for the uh, Monday, August the 7th show. And uh, so when we get back, I'm telling you, uh, we will be just uh, two weeks of get two weeks of shows, 10 straight shows, getting you ready for the first week of high school football, getting you ready for the Kensington North County Sports Hall of Fame, which is uh, coming up soon. Uh, so, uh, there you go. Uh, we've got you set up here for the next couple of days and very excited about that. Hey, let's talk a little bit about, uh, what happened last night in sports. Uh, Kenston post 43. Remember we thought their season was over. Well, it's not. They are playing for a uh, best of three series against Wayne post 43. That's right. Shane Albee's Wayne post 43. Uh, and uh, for a right to make it to the state tournament, and uh, they uh, lost last night, last night five to nothing at Wayne County. And I want to thank our good friend Leo Lockhart, uh, who uh, sent me in the results overnight. I do appreciate that. Uh, game two of the best of three is tonight at seven. That'll be at Kinston High School. And like I said, a chance for uh, if uh, Kinston can come back from this, Kinston post forty three, then they can. Uh, Make it to the state tournament. That would be awesome. Uh, but a tough loss for them last night. Good luck to Ty Eason and uh, Kenson Post 43 tonight and in game two of that best of three against Wayne County. Uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, that's where Shane Albee – well, I don't know where Shane Albee was. I'm assuming he was at, uh, at uh, Down East Wood Ducks last night. <laughs> they won last night. Uh, they're now 10-9 and nine overall and in second place in the Carolina League North. They snapped a uh, three-game losing streak with a 4-2 to two win last night. Now, they're now a half game behind Delmarva in the Carolina League North. They continue their six-game series today at noon. That's right, a noon game. It's Military Appreciation, to, uh, Military Appreciation Day today. It's also Winning Wednesday. Uh, so, very excited about that. I'm going to do my best to get out there and hang out with you today, Mr. Clemens for a little bit, especially with it being Military Appreciation Day. That's pretty awesome. It's also Winning and Wine Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, it's Thirsty Thursday on 
Well, Thursday, there's a, a nice straw hat giveaway on Friday. That is courtesy of our mothership, WRNS, that are going to be uh, giving away those straw hats on Friday. It's Collard Greens Jersey giveaway on Saturday. Now, that is courtesy of Down East Heating and Air. It'll be Dogs and Dogs Day on Sunday. So uh, get out and enjoy uh, the Down East Wood Ducks over uh, this homestand here. And again, uh, the first half champions, they are going to be in the Carolina League playoffs. So pretty excited about that, too. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the Brian Hanks show going to be a sponsor of the uh, Rally Towels for the playoffs. So, uh, hey, the Down East Wood Ducks sponsor us. By God, we turn it around and we sponsor the uh, we sponsor them, too. So uh, it's just a, a you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. That's pretty cool. So uh, uh, for tickets for uh, games this week, visit woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. Uh, the busy week for the Kinston Wingman continued uh, last night. They uh, are in the middle of a seven games and six night stretch. They did lose last night, though, 10 to 5 to uh, the Carolina Yankees. That game was at LCC. You have two more chances to uh, get to see them this year. I think, I know they've got up on the website. They're still in the playoffs, man. They're going to have to win, and they, they could do it for sure. They've got four games left in the regular season, including two at home. Uh, and, uh, that is they're off today, but they're home again tomorrow night against the river city skippers. And then the home regular season finale will be on Friday against the Marion swamp foxes. I believe that's going to also be the game where they announce, uh, what the name of the team is going to be, uh, for next year. And I got to tell you, the wingmen have grown on me. I mean, it really has. And I think there's a really good chance. It's still going to be, uh, the Kenston wingman, but, uh, we'll find out about that. Listen, you can vote. Uh, by going out there to the games, uh, like I said, tomorrow at five o'clock Friday at five o'clock, get your votes in and, uh, help name the Kenson wingman. But, uh, man, what a good first season for them. Even if they don't make the playoffs, just, uh, having another option for, uh, for semi-pro baseball or for baseball here in Lenora County has just been awesome. It was really neat having, uh, Jackson Massey here on the show Monday talking about, the team and uh, what what they've brought to the area too. So uh, just just awesome. Hey, uh, don't forget that Matilda the musical. Uh, they had their first weekend of shows this past weekend at LCC, and I got to tell you, it was really neat getting on uh, Facebook and seeing all the uh, basically you could call them reviews. I mean, everybody that went out there over the weekend and just bragging about how awesome uh, Matilda the musical is, or how how awesome it was last weekend. You've also get a chance, like I said, to see them this weekend too. Uh, they have performances Friday through Sunday, I guess Friday night, Saturday night at seven o'clock, Sunday at three o'clock. So, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to go out and see it this weekend again. I, I don't mean to keep patting myself on the back here with the Brian Hank show, a sponsor of that too, of, uh, Matilda, the musical, uh, very, uh, honored and excited to be a, uh, a sponsor of that. Catherine Pearson will be on the show when we get back. I know we've got a lot of other great things that are happening. I know the golf tournament is uh, coming up. We've got Fiesta LCC. That is going to be September 16th. That'll be uh, here before we know it. And just all the other great things that are going on out at Lenore Community College. Uh, Including, like I said, Matilda the Musical, which will be uh, this weekend at LCC. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Uh, to get tickets for that, visit lenorecc.edu backslash Matilda, and you can go ahead and get your tickets for that. And uh, you, sh you should. 
if you're going to be in town, like I said, man, so many things going on. It drives me crazy when people say, oh, there's nothing to do around here. Uh, bull hockey. Okay. I, I shout bull hockey, John Dawson. Uh, you've got Downey's Wood Ducks home all this week, uh, including through the weekend. You've got the Kenston Wingman who are uh, at, in town Thursday night and Friday night. You've got Matilda the Musical. That's ah! <laughs> that's going on. I mean, you look great. I just wasn't expecting to see you uh, walking down the hall at that very moment. So, uh, <laughs> Michael Martin joining us here as he's uh, getting, uh, as he's mounting up here. Oh, I'm going to have to turn your headphones down because Jonathan was wearing those last time. As you know, he he ha he likes to have it at about 80%. So, uh, Michael Martin, how you doing, my friend? Awesome, brother. Good to see you. Good it to see you. It's very good to see you, too. One last thing I want to remind everybody about the Kinsella North County Sports Hall of Fame. That will be on Saturday. August the 19th here, uh, or right over at the uh, Kenston Community Center. Very excited about that. Just to remind everybody who's being inducted in that class, Clay Kroom, uh, Craig Dawson, Daryl Goff, Chris Hatcher, who you and I are uh, good friends with, uh, Earl Miller, Charles Sh the late Charles Shackelford, uh, Peggy Jean Taylor, Don Whaley, Craig Hill, <laughs> one of the good guys in our area. The best. The best. Wells Gulledge, and then uh, Bill Ellis. Uh, you I think everybody knows Bill, right? Yeah, I mean, you talk about a, I mean, a, a great class. Um, you know, I don't know of two men who, in recent years, I mean, and when I say recent, in the last twenty years, have had more of an impact on our city and county than uh, Bill Ellis and and Craig Hill. I mean, just two two tremendous men and. Uh, I love Chris Hatcher. I think uh, <laughs> I, I think he's really one of the great, great folks around. And um, and hey, you know, Clay Kroom, just uh, it, it, like I said, just a great a great group. And uh, what an exciting uh, opportunity! I agree. And uh, again, uh, tickets are on sale right now. And you know how sometimes you know you've been around a lot. I mean, you're you're you're. You're uh, waist deep in everything that goes on around here, Michael. A lot of times, and I've done, I've got to admit, I've been guilty of this before of saying tickets are going fast. Literally, tickets that we had <laughs> sold out, we've added eight more tables. Wow. We had sold That's out awesome. for this. So somehow we're going to shove eight more tables in the Kinston Community Center. And uh, like I said, tickets are available. You can get in touch with me. You can get in touch with uh, any of the folks that I just mentioned or Corey Povar over at uh, Parks and Rec. Or if you just go to the Kenston Community Center and you go to the front desk and say, hey, Brian Hanks and Michael Martin said there's going to be a little ceremony here on August 19th. I want to go to it. They will hook you up there. You can get your tickets by doing that. So, you, like I said, you've probably been guilty of this before. You know, hey, tickets are going fast, and you've sold 16 tickets. Right. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. we've sold, I believe, 400 tickets, I That's think, awesome. to this, past, uh, to this That's point. Awesome. That's and awesome. we've added eight more tables. And uh, we're going to be uh, – you're going to be awful close to your buddy that night, okay? <laughs> well, hey, look, I mean, we're uh, – post-COVID so we can snuggle up so um but yeah and another Charles Shacker for being honored posthumously I mean that is um gosh incredibly justified and probably overdue given uh the circumstances but yeah I'm in my mid-40s and uh you know, listening to, uh, I mean, watching him play for NC State. Um, oh, he was amazing. You know, he yeah. he was, and and you know, he um, he really was a a a, a special part of ACC basketball, and um, and, and unfortunately, um, some some 
things cut his professional career short as it as it happens inevitably to a lot of uh a lot of players and and say so, but it, it'll be great to um well i got to know him a little bit when i got here awesome yeah awesome. and uh and like you said he, he had some difficulties here and there but i'll tell you what just a heart as big as he was and the first time i ever met him believe it or not was in a charlotte hornets locker room back in 1999 and uh he played about half a season with the hornets it was his last nba experience and uh that's before i even came here i was working sure. for the gaston gazette right. at the time yeah. and uh it was just a, it was it was a lot of fun he was a fan favorite i think probably from his time that he was with uh with uh nc state but what was neat about it was uh shaq came into town I, I, when i say shaq i mean shaquille o'neal right and so they matched up against each other uh, charles shackford was guarding uh uh shaquille o'neal and I remember I, I covered one of the games, and Shaquille O'Neal said the original Shaq was not me. It was uh, Charles Shackford. How cool was that? And I wrote that story about that. I thought that's that was awesome. really neat. That uh, uh, you know, and I tell you that that um, that says a lot about who Shaquille O'Neal yeah, is was. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that um, y- you know, you see these videos uh, of of him where you know young kids come running up and security stops them and he waves for the kids to come on i mean he i think you know obviously have no earthly idea you know who the person he actually is but his public persona definitely the perception that he gives off publicly yeah he understands that you know the public is what makes him who he is and uh and, and he celebrates that, so that's awesome to hear. It is. It was very cool. But again, that'll be August the nineteenth over at the Kenson Community Center, and uh, very, like I said, just very, very excited about that. And I uh, actually did a couple more hours of work on that yesterday. So uh, I, I'm I'm deeply involved with this. Okay. So uh, again, if you want to go, <laughs> there's eight tables left, and we may have even sold a couple of those because uh, I know there was a demand for them even after we'd sold our original 400 tickets or whatever. So. Uh, so give them that date again, Brian. It's August the 19th, August Saturday, 19th. August the 19th over at the Kenson community center. It'll be, you talk about a crazy week. I mean, the Friday is the first night of high school football is that Friday night, August 18th. Then we turn around and we have, uh, that on the 19th It's just crazy. And then on top of that, battle of the badges is that weekend too, uh, August the 19th and August 20th. So I'm going to be in, that's going to be a crazy weekend for your boy, Brian. Okay. Like I said, fr- foot. Friday night football here on 960 The Bull. Haven't decided what game we're going to kick off the season yet with. Then uh, battle the badges all day. Uh, I hope my boy Shane Albee, I've already talked to him about it. I think he's going to cover for me that night so I can do the Hall of Fame ceremony. Right. But then all day Sunday, uh, battle the badges out at Historic Granger Stadium. So uh, it just I, And I said it right before you came in here, and I'm going to say it again, dude. Nothing drives me crazier, Michael Martin. <laughs> and you know what I'm getting ready to say, but then sure these do. idiots. And I'll just say it. There's nothing to do in Kinston. I get blah, blah, blah. Dude, I looked at the month of June, okay? I did it on a calendar. The month of June, there were two days when there wasn't a baseball game being played in the friendly confines of Lenore County borders. And with everything else going on, too. Like I said, we got Matilda the Musical this weekend, too. We got all this other stuff going on. Life is what you make of it, you know? And those would be the same people, I guarantee you, Mike, that would go to Charlotte or go to raleigh or atlanta or where or dc and be like there's nothing to do yeah it it, it is sad and yeah and 
unfortunately their voices tend to be the loudest and and you know they 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 draw a crowd and uh they rally around each other and you know we uh we spend a lot of time about um encouraging people to to be proud of our our great you know town and county you know Kenston Lenore County is a great place to call home uh you and I uh, speak on it all the time and uh I feel like that's probably as much as uh as much as Wednesdays is to talk about golf I feel like we spend probably that much or more time talking about what a great place we call home and you know if um it's odd because those who call home who 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 speak poorly of the city of Kenston and Lenore County I think what you end up seeing is those who come to visit regardless of where they're from you know shower us with praise and it is sad that uh that that those who call Kenston home don't recognize that but and we're implants we, well, implants? no, that's not, not the yeah, word. Well, what, what, yeah. Dude, I got to tell you, man, in the interest of full disclosure, and I told you, you know, this is going to be our last visit until uh, August the 9th. How crazy is wow. that, dude? Unless you want to call me when I'm on the boat and we can talk sports. Like that, when I was we on, could. when we had our yeah. vacation appetizer yeah. a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and you were on vacation that week, I too, was, and you, you messaged me. And we were like, hey, why don't we just call each other at 7.15 yeah. and talk sports well, for we can do it a little minutes. later. I mean, it's not a big yeah. deal, but – um. But no, it it it's great to get together with you and and chat sports and you know all things Kenston and Lenore County and um, you even got to chat with a good buddy of mine uh, JJ Smith yesterday. Did you uh, hear? I asked him. I, I did not. Dude, I did I've not. got it written down right here. I asked him, "What does drum mean?" D and uh, you had to spell it right. Yeah, I did have to spell it. Uh, he he gave me a uh, a rated G answer. But, uh, well, the funny part about well, what does that mean? What does drum mean? So it's kind of <laughs> calling somebody's bluff. Okay. Um, you know, if if you say um, that I can shoot eighty on a golf course, right? And okay. I would say drime. I know yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, but it 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 was a funny. It's a funny thing. I always remember when I was in eighth grade. I said it, and my teacher made me write it a hundred times, and but nobody knew how to spell it because it doesn't <laughs> actually exist. You know. Yeah. It, but, you can't go to your dictionary. No, and find, yeah. no. But um, growing up down east, there were, I mean, the culture of down east extends, you know, incredibly wide. But one of the real unique um, aspects of that culture is there is a, there is a language um, that is all their own. I mean, there's probably, I don't know, six, eight words that – don't exist in the dictionary. Um, yeah, and you may have heard of some of them. Cattywampus. Okay. Cattywampus yeah. is if so, if you're building something and it's cattywampus, it's not true. It's not in line. Okay. Um, gosh. <laughs> Cam. <laughs> yeah, if if you're in a boat and uh, and it's you know glassy, perfect conditions, it's dead slick cam. Okay. Not dead slick calm. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Pizer. Pizer is your porch. Okay. Uh, they like to sit on the Pizer. It, it was just, it, it's, I, I tell you, you cannot, um, you cannot place a value on 
culture. And I think that that's probably what you and I try to um, hit on more than anything else is that, you know, the people who, who call Down East home, um, who grew up there, and, and I was not born there. JJ was born and raised there, but I moved down when I was in second grade, and I was there through high school and and, and went back after for a while and, and, and worked with the state with the North Carolina Ferry Division. Um, but, you know, that is ingrained in who they are. Mm-hmm. And they will talk garbage about each other. They will talk garbage about, you know, the area. But God knows if you talk garbage about it, they will cut your eyes out. Well, it's like my brother. I'll talk the most junk to my brother, Daryl, <laughs> right. as, I, as I will. And, and guess what? He gives it right back to me, too. Yeah. And But. You don't, well, not you, Mike. You would never do it. But somebody else talks junk about my brother. Right. Guess what? I'm You're beating the crap out right. of him. You're going you know? on with both hands. But, yeah. um, but one hands of the, will be thrown. Right. <laughs> but one of the, um, the, uh, uh, John Robinson, he was, um, a county commissioner down there. And, um, he, there's a, there's a great documentary and it used to be on PBS and you can see excerpts from it on YouTube called the Carolina Brogue. And uh, some some, stu- uh, some students from UNC Chapel Hill went down there and did a study on the the language. And um, the, the documentary wraps up with Jonathan, who was a commercial fisherman, and I say county, as I said, a county commissioner, local politician. And at the end of the documentary, he said, my daddy always told me to be wary of a man who goes off to barber college and comes out without comes back without an accent and, <laughs> and you know saying yeah if if you don't care enough about you know it, and accents are a funny thing and i love i love my southern accent yeah. I, I you know and and i'm proud of it because i'm proud of where i'm from and i think that that is incredibly important is that you recognize the value, whether that value was positive or negative, that the value the value that where you came from creates in you. Mm-hmm. And I hear people all the time that say, well, I don't have an accent. <laughs> and I was like, well, they said I that about you or they said no, about themselves? About themselves. Okay. And I was like, well, does that re- is that really a positive statement about who you are that you don't care enough about where you're from? to carry part of that with you in your, you know, in your vocal cords, if not your heart. I mean, you know, that's that's an important aspect, I think, of, of the culture of, you know, living in the South, Eastern North Carolina, and then when you get down East, I mean, when uh, the powers that be chose to name our baseball team the Down East Wood Ducks, I mean, you know what? I was actually going to ask you a little bit about that, but then I thought, well, you know, I didn't. But that was that was a big hullabaloo. Well, I mean, because when you grow up down east, and I can I can speak to this specifically, you know, when you grow up down east and you turn on your local news, um, Brian North. <laughs> and the who will be our guest tomorrow and the lead in the headline is you know um terrible wreck down east details at six and the accident took place in newburn yeah 
And that's not down east. Yeah. And Brian knows that. He'll tell you. Yeah. He knows. But, but you know, when well, some news writer wrote that for him to well, read but, on the but, teleprompter. But, yeah. But, you know, over time, you know, you understand that when the footprint is this area, then that is down east in relation to the totality of the footprint that you cover. But of the people who call down east same, that is uh, – that's definitely a bit of a slight. <laughs> well, I was, you know what? Let's save that. Let's put a pin in this, and let's save that for the next time. Yeah, for sure. In August when we August, talk, because uh, I was actually part of the process of naming the team. I, I helped, uh, yeah. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> I had no idea that Texas was wanting to name them down east, okay? Well, I think that. I, I, we thought it was going to be Kenston, so we had, you know, all these different names. Uh, In fact, I, uh, what was the one that uh, Joe uh, Hargett? Hogzilla's. Hogzilla. That would have been a great name. I yeah. really thought it would have been. Yeah. And we had no idea it was going to be down east. We thought it was going to be the Kenston well, something. And I understand the logic behind the Rangers organization and – you know, my understanding, based on on what uh, Wade Howell told us, that you would see a lot less individual town names used going forward. Um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Spartanburg, if Spartanburg, the Beamers. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Michael Martin joining us here, uh, and uh, listen, we got to talk a little bit of golf. We're gonna have John Marshall, and I was just messaging with him. We're gonna have him joining us here. About three or four minutes, but yeah. before we had him come up, uh, I wanted to uh, just the British Open. Or I got to ask you: you are a, I'm one a Brit- of the biggest. I'm a I'm a British Open guy. Yeah. I like I like the British Open. I mean, the the Open has so the name change. I guess, gosh, John may know better than I, but I mean, I think probably in the last ten to twelve years, they shifted to the Open, which, um, yeah. I, I think is fair in some regard because the open championship crowns the champion golfer of the year. That's the title that that person has the winner on this last year. It was Cam Smith. Um, and you know, the origins of golf go back to, you know, St. Andrews and, 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 and England and, so we're we have the US Open, but the Open covers the entire scope of golf. Mm-hmm. And if you know that region of the world being the birthplace of the game, I guess does have the right to um to stand above all and, and to not be strictly uh limited to um the British, but that is the open champion, the champion of all of golf. And so I recognize the logic behind it. Um, you know, go, growing up in the British open era, it was hard for me to recognize that. And, and, uh, we've talked about, um, you know, my love of all things American and the United States. And so, uh, but I, I do think that, um, the the Royal Liverpool Golf Course is going golf club is going to be a tremendous host. It's um, where John um, actually has played the course, and that's, so that's we're awesome. fortunate to bring him on this morning and and discuss that with him. But you know some things to um, 
to note the last uh, the last two champions to come from that course specifically uh, in 2014 was Roy McIlroy, and in 06 was Tiger Woods. So it, it's a course that has uh, lent itself to um, crowning a champion that that literally was the best golfer in the world that year. Um, that's not always the case at other tournaments. Um, you know, and, and so I, I think this year will be interesting. Um, you know, Royal Mac, uh, Roy McElroy is, uh, I think, uh, the consensus favorite. Uh, if you look at the sports books and things of that nature, um, you know, I think that, uh, it will be, uh, I think, you know, when you look at Rory, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did some, doing some research this morning, which led me being a bit tardy at coming in, <laughs> but every resource that I looked at, you know, the one top 10 guarantee to a man, everyone picks Scotty Scheffler to be a lock for the top 10. And yeah, you know, for Ooh. those of you who are in uh, pools and wagering out there, um, you know, Brooks Kepka is going to be a, uh, a, a name, I think, that is you know, in the tops of the leaderboards as well as uh, I think Cam Smith stands, uh, stands to have a good chance. It's going to be a, a good test of, um, of the golfers. And, yeah, I think that I think there's several live players that will be in contention. Um, but it's, uh, it'll, it'll be a great test of, of the game, and it'll be uh, a great, great weekend of golf. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, the aforementioned John Marshall. Dude, how are you doing, man? It's been a long time. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I am doing good. I got doing Mike great. Martin sitting across from me over here talking golf. I've got John Marshall on my, uh, on my Spence Automotive guest line. How can it get any better than this, John? Well, it would be better if we were over there in Liverpool. That would be fun. <laughs> Very no good. argument there. Well, I'm just going to jump in. Go, I'm going to ask the first question here, uh, Mike, and then you two uh, golf nerds. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Golf fans, golf fans, and golfers yourself, too. I'll, I'll let you guys take it over from that point. But one of the things that, uh, that Mike made a point of, John, that I thought was really neat, you have actually played this course. I mean, you've played the Royal Liverpool Golf Club. You remember when was that? How long ago was that? When did you play it? Tell us what we you t- 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 tell us what you shot, and uh, <laughs> it just uh, how much fun was that? Well, we, we there's a group of guys. We try to go overseas every other year, um, and COVID kind of knocked us out a little bit in 2020-21. But we had a trip planned to England uh, prior to COVID hitting, and we finally went last August, and we stayed in Liverpool. And the first course we played was Royal Liverpool. Um, and it's a great golf course. We caught it on a on a pretty good day, um, and it it'll be a great test for this weekend. Uh, the The golf course is about twenty miles west of of Liverpool, across the Mercy River, about a about thirty minute train ride, which is how we got around for the most part. Um, I don't remember what I shot that day. I remember I, I had some I had some good holes. I remember I. Had some not so great holes and probably was somewhere in the mid to upper seventies, but um, it, it'll it, it, it's a gettable golf course, I think, in some respects. But the back nine is going to play really, really tough. Yeah, John. Uh, 
first of all, thanks for joining us this morning. I'm always excited to chat with you regardless of the subject, but uh, golf in particular. Um, so, first of all, you being uh, someone who's played uh, uh, probably more golf in in England than anyone else that either of I, either Brian or I know, what what is the difference in a link style golf course than the traditional golf courses that we have here in the United States? So it, it the main difference is the is the land and the soil on which it is built. Um, Lynx golf is built on Lynx land, and Lynx land is is land along the sea that is very, very sandy. It's not really good for agriculture, but it's really great for golf courses. And a lot of times it has rolling topography, sand dunes. Uh, It has native grasses that grow in places where you don't want to hit the golf ball. But in the areas there you, where you do want to play, the, the, uh, the fairways and the greens, um, the characteristic of it, it is generally very um, bouncy, very fast, very firm. And the, uh, and the, and the golf courses, and it, it may be a little bit wet over there this weekend, but they drain really, really well. And so you don't get the contest that you have here in the States where guys hit the ball, you know, however far they hit it, and it lands and it just stops. The ball is always rolling, um, and you don't know oftentimes when it's going to stop. And if it's really fast and firm, which it probably won't be this weekend, it's really a crapshoot as to where the ball may end up. The, the other part of it is is that typically Lynx golf courses have uh, what we call pot bunkers, and the bunkers themselves may not be all that big, but – the way the courses are designed, it's a little bit like a bathtub in the sense that once the ball gets anywhere near those bunkers, because it's so fast and firm, the balls tend to roll and they roll towards those bunkers because the slopes are all towards those bunkers. And then once you get in the bunkers, it, it's a, it might as well just be a one-shot penalty because most times you got to play out sideways. So th- those are the main differences. Some people hate it. Some people like it. Uh, if you're over there and want to win the Open Championship, you better like it. But but it's a it's a lot of fun to go play, and certainly different than the way we do it up here in the states. Certainly, if you uh, if you want to win, you better like it, and if you do win, you probably loved it. So, That's um, right. That's right. you know, I, I and talking about those pot bunkers last night, listening to some of the coverage on the Golf Channel, um, you know, they were talking about you know some of these pot bunkers, you know no longer than, you know, eight feet by eight feet, you know, and that in, in many cases, you can only advance the ball about 20 yards out of one of them. So it's, it's much different than the, than the fairway bunkers that we see here in the United States where, uh, players are able to advance the ball. Um, yeah. And and in some cases, you know, as far as they would have out of the fairway, it's not necessarily a penalty, so to speak, but, um, but the weather, John, I, I picked up on you saying that, and I think those of us who've watched uh, the Open Championships in the past see how the weather has a great impact. Um, you said you guys had a, a fairly benign weather day when you were there? We did. We did. And we've been lucky. We've caught pretty good weather most times we've been over there. But, but you can get all four seasons in the same day in July. 
in in the, in England and in Scotland. You know, wind's always a factor. Um, it looks like it's blowing 20 to 25 over there, or has the last couple of days. Uh, rain is a factor um, because the golf course drains, and and the and it will generally remain playable. Um, and there's no lightning. You, people keep on playing. I mean, you play in it. You just got to. So you got to be prepared for that. Um, it, it's cooler. Uh, you can catch days where it may not get out of the low 50s in, a, in the morning, and then in the afternoon it may be 75 degrees. The, the draw makes a huge difference over there, unlike in the U.S., where you'll have split tees that generally divide the groups in, into two, and you'll have a morning and an afternoon tea time, and one day you go off 10, one day you go off at 1, or vice versa. The way they do the Open Championship, because it has so much light, uh, it doesn't get dark till 10, up, 10 o'clock over there this time of year. First tea time's at 6.30 in the morning. Last tea time's at 3.30 in the afternoon. Everybody goes off number one tea. So if the weather's foul in the morning, it may not be bad in the afternoon, and the next day it may be the other way around. So the draw has an important impact in terms of your ability to score and the weather affects the draw. That voice you're listening to, that's John Marshall of White and Allen. Uh, we've also got, uh, he's on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. We've got Mike Martin here live in the studios. We're talking a little uh, British Open or or the Open, as you golf guys call it. Uh, i got to ask you this. This is one of the things, that, and you, you guys alluded to it with the weather, that, you know, here it is in the middle of July. It's 115 degrees here in Kinston and uh, in eastern North Carolina. And then just right across the ocean, they're going to be playing in, you know, long sleeves and uh, dressed very warmly. That, to me, is one of the parts that it's very unique, uh, John. But another part to me is now, bear in mind, I'm not, I'm not even a half percent the golfer that you and uh, Mike are. But one of the things that's always intrigued me about the, I guess, link-style golf is I'm the guy that I have no short game whatsoever, John and Michael. Okay? I mean, not, none whatsoever. So if I've got an opportunity to break the uh, the putter out as soon as I can, I mean, even if I'm, you know, uh, 10 feet off the green, I mean, if I can use my putter, I'll do it. That is one of the things I've really enjoyed. And, and speak, John, to, uh, n- you know, non-golfers or just really, really, really amateur golfers like myself that you really can be. 20 yards away, 25 yards away, and you can break the putter out and, and try to try to get the hole there, can't you? You, you can. And, in fact, um, you may know this, but in, in generally in, in the United Kingdom, uh, Ireland, um, there, there are no golf carts. So when you play golf over there, you walk. And, and oftentimes you will take a caddy. And caddying is a noble profession over there. It is not looked down upon at all. Um, and caddies offer a great, uh, a great benefit and really enriches your experience in terms of playing golf over there. But the caddies have definitive ideas about what they think you ought to do and how they think you ought to play the golf course. And one of those is, is that when you get within 30 yards of the green and you do not have anything between you and the hole, um, you know, the typical American reaction would be to pull out a sand wedge or a pitching wedge and try to hit some sort of chip shot. The, the caddy will hand you the putter and 
not speak to you positively, and in fact, sometimes disparagingly, <laughs> if you ask for something else. Um, because golf over there is meant to be played along the ground. That's how they've done it for years, and that's how they think it ought to be played. So the, the fairways, which are, every, everything over there is fescue. The grass that you see at Wimbledon is the same grass that's everywhere else on all these golf courses, and it can grow any length from waist high to the height of the green. But, but, the, but the fairways and the greens are mowed very similar heights, and the speed at which the ball rolls on the fairways and the greens are very similar, and the ground's fairly fairly smooth. So if you're 20, 30 yards away from the green, Caddy's going to hand you a putter, and if you're smart, you're going to take it and use it because uh, it makes it's just a much easier shot than trying to hit something else off that firm turf. Getting back a bit to the weather, um, I, I looked at the forecast through the weekend over there, and it, you know the high temperature I think was 65 with the low being in the mid fifties, not a lot of, um, not a lot of change. Uh, and, and honestly, probably some conditions that we'd enjoy playing in, uh, right now, temperature wise, it does look like, uh, there'll be some rain and, um, but you know, when in 06, when, when tiger won, you know, that was considered, you know, almost drought conditions and, uh, and it played, you know, really, you know, it, it played um, a lot shorter because the ball carried a lot farther and, and ran, like you were saying earlier, John. Yeah, the conditions that they're playing in this week, um, do you have a player that you think those conditions lend themselves to? Well, I'm probably like everybody else and, and sound like a broken record, but you'd have a hard time if you had to pick one, not pick Rory, John Rom. Or Scotty Scheffler, right? Um, and and certainly, there any three of them could could win. Um, I, I, I'm I'm picking Ricky Fowler, and part of it's my heart saying that. Well, that'd be great. Part of that, <laughs> part of that's my heart, but part of it is that he's shown really really good form, um, and I think he's really knocking on the door. I think Rocket Mortgage Classic was cracking the door for him but I think I think he's ready he's played well on that golf course before he's played well in major championships before he's, he's brimming with confidence so you know that's my that's my heart pick but my brain pick would I mean it's just it's just hard to go against those three guys I mean look Scotty Scheffler won a half million dollars last weekend at Scottish Open and yet another top 10 finish and that was less than the average check he's pulled in every other tournament that he's made this year, that he's played in this year. So I mean, he's been amazingly consistent. Rom, you know, he, he's rested. He hadn't played in three weeks. He plays like he's angry with the grass. I mean, he's just, he's got a fury about him that's just, that's just, he's passionate. And then Rory, I mean, Rory's at the deep end of the talent pool. Gosh knows. And he, and he won last weekend. So hard hard to get go against those guys but there there there's 153 other four other or 52 other guys and they'll all you you, you will see names on the leaderboard particularly the first two or three days that you never thought but generally by sunday the leaderboard shows up the way you expect it to yeah i was gonna say that as well john that you know it this is uh this is an event that you're going to see names that you're incredibly unfamiliar with. And you're going to see, um, you know, guys who, 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 
you know, stand out the first couple of days, but, uh, you know, by Saturday evening and, and most certainly, uh, you know, Sunday morning, they will, uh, the cream will, will probably be rising to the top, but, um, but it, it's going to be a, an exciting weekend and, um, it'll be the, uh, inverse of, uh, the primetime golf we enjoyed at the LACC. It's going to be, uh, breakfast uh breakfast balls for uh for the golfers uh golf fans here in the united states but that's great too so listen john thank you so much i gotta ask you before we let you go here and uh we are up against the clock tell me uh how you know we had you back on we had you on back in december 2020 uh when you did the uh what 90 holes or what was it you played uh 90 holes in 24 hours or something like that well 144 between on the on the winter solstice that so, yeah. was insane that was crazy are you still doing that uh i haven't done it the last couple of years i got dinged up and was injured a little bit and then I had a conflict this past year but i'm i'm trying to get lined up to do it again they, they do it every year they're going to continue to do it it's a lot of fun for a good call well do me a favor i is it going to be again in december this year i guess like well yep. obviously it's winter solstice uh dude yes. give me a heads up like i told you i would love to do the show from out there the, the uh the brian hank show yes. golf team could be on <laughs> uh on the grounds reporting live i would <laughs> love that i would absolutely but john please do remind me of that as we get closer to it and if you're participating in it would love to have you on the show would love to help you raise some money i know it's all for a good cause dude well thank you very much i appreciate you guys having me on john thank you so much we'll talk to you soon dude all right, all right so thank you mike martin <laughs> that's awesome uh just again you know we have our daily guests nobody else brings a guest with them every week like uh, you do hey, well, and you this know. will be another very well listened to show that uh everybody's gonna you know want to tune in to hear someone who's actually play. I, as a golfer yourself i gotta ask you there's got i know he's your good friend and everything there's got to be that little tinge of jealousy that you know what he has played this course we're going to be watching all weekend on tv there it is but you know more so john marshall was a tremendous golfer Oh, and, okay. And yeah, yeah probably. Well, he was talking about shooting in the yeah, 70s. Yeah. Your eye, even yeah, you, your yeah. eyes open wide open. Absolutely. And, um, and the difference is, I would love to go there and see it. Yeah. Um, maybe play a hole or two, but <laughs> probably by the, you know, I would be done at the turn. I'd be done at after nine and, uh, and, but and, you can't lose balls out there. Really? Can you? I mean, well, I could, I mean, <laughs> he probably didn't, but I can, but it's funny that he was talking about the native grass yeah. over there. And, um, I told you that, uh, you know, tomorrow is a pretty, uh, important show in the life of the Brian Hank show and that number I may, 900 and that I may, you know, come on today and get you an <laughs> FCC violation, but, no. but funny, uh, when I first, uh, one of the first golf courses I played, uh, with any regularity is a little golf is a little course in Tarboro called the links at cotton Valley. And it prides itself as being a link style golf course, which it is not, but it's, um, but it was intended, I guess, to be in, um, in a, in a similar design to the types of courses that are played over in, in England. And, um, they have this native grass as John spoke of so eloquently. And, um, one of the first times I was playing, um, one of the guys referred to it as love grass. I was like, 
What's Lovegrass? <laughs> oh, Lord, is this where you're going to get me knocked says, off the air? <laughs> he said, well, we call it Lovegrass because it sounds better than calling it effing weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. I thought I that was it. pretty clever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just to put a wrap on uh, on our uh, mini, mini preview of the Open Championship, um, what I think is going to be great about uh, Royal Liverpool and the tournament this weekend is I do think that um, the 17th hole is a new hole um, just added for uh, this year's um, event. And uh, I, I'm, I wish that I had gotten a chance to ask John about this hole. It's a short par three. I think it's going to be playing in the 130-yard uh, uh, range. And that type of hole under the types of conditions that they could be playing there this weekend. And when I say types of conditions, I mean heavy winds. So guys who play a fair amount of golf know that, you know, a shot that you're hitting from that distance is going to be, you know, a, a high arcing shot in most cases. And it's, you know, it's a feathery type shot, you know, soft landing. And uh, and the green there for 17, I've heard described as an upside-down bowl. And so, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So that means it's correct, yeah. crowned. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that hole was added uh, with the intention of creating some excitement at the end. You know, if the conditions are benign, it's going to be an easy birdie hole, you know, for those guys. But given the conditions that they generally play in, it, it's going to be a, a hole that causes some pretty serious issues. The bunkering around that hole, there was a, um, uh, a, a, a commentator giving a tour of that hole, and he was standing in one of the greenside bunkers, and he was six feet tall, and he couldn't see the green from the <laughs> bunker. So, you know, that's going to be a hole that creates a lot of excitement, and then it finishes with a par five that, you know, it could be reachable under the right conditions. So it could be a lot of fireworks to the end. And, you know, hopefully some of the names that John and I have mentioned will be involved and it'll create a, an okay. exciting finish. Hey, well, we've got a wrap, but I got to ask you this. Your house, your car, uh, your favorite pet, you got to bet it on uh, one golfer this weekend. Let's even say top 10, not even necessarily win, but that you are positive is going to finish in the top 10. Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Good, because you know I'm going to be getting in uh, a couple of pools. So I yeah, to, I mean, by like, the way, dude, I finished second out of six <laughs> people last time. That's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. The, but thank you. But it's not in the money. It's just winner takes all. So yeah, well, you so, know. But, but I, I mean, will make sure Scheffler's in my top then. Word. Listen, Mike Martin, thank you, dude. I, I'm, I'm going to miss you over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. But um, we'll be back the first week of August. Uh, I can't wait. And, and I we'll can't talk wait. Then. Listen, uh, as we're wrapping up uh, this hour, uh, coming up, you just heard Mike Martin. You heard John Marshall coming up in our next hour. I can hear him out in the green room. Hey, I have I call my man cave now the green room. Good call. Good call. <laughs> I've got, uh, we've got uh, Jackie Elmore, Allie Warnock, oh. and uh, Chris Moore. Heck, yeah. Who are going to be joining us live right here. We're going to be talking about Bradfest. Uh, very excited about that. We're going to be looking back at uh, the life of, I, and, uh, real quick, and literally uh, 15 seconds, what did Brad Elmore mean to you? Oh gosh, man! <laughs> yeah, I know, and I put you so, on the spot for so Brad, 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 and Jackie Elmore are my across the street neighbors, and uh, um, you know, so 
Brad and I were both huge Cubs fans. Mm-hmm. And um, when the Cubs finally won the World Series uh, and, um, you know, everybody's so excited and, uh, you know, Brad and I are texting, you know, from 150 yards away from each other um, about how we should burn our couches in the middle of Greenbrier and honor <laughs> the Cubs winning the World Series. But, you know, I, I visited um, not in his last trip to the hospital, but in a previous trip to the hospital when um, when Brad's health was not so great. Uh, I, I visited him in the hospital, and his po- – like, he was always incredibly positive. And if you weren't smiling around Brad Elmore, then – it says a hell of a lot more about you than it did about Brad, but you know I love I love that guy, um, and and I think you know he's going to be he's incredibly missed in this city, no doubt. He so. is. Listen, Mike, thank you so much. We'll right, see you brother. in a few weeks. Uh, thank you so much, dude. See you, dude. That'll wrap up our first hour of the Brian Hanks Show today. Uh, again, thank you to Mike and John. Coming up, we're going to talk about Bradfest in the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.